This is Sunday Rewind. Take it back now, y'all. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Now, here are your hosts, Tom Stevens and Mike Melby. Welcome back. We, boy, we flew through hour number one. Big thanks to Brian Christofferson, BC, Husker 24-7. Yet to come this hour, Eric Strickland, the Nebraska Hall of Famer, has a show on these airwaves as well. And then Tanya Taki, uh, coach of Nebraska 1 and one of the great middle blockers in Nebraska volleyball history. We'll talk a little bit volleyball. Uh, Nebraska, of course, swept the weekend. Not swept the weekend, actually lost a game uh both days, both on Wednesday, was it? They played Northwestern, yep. and then again today. Looked like they were going to sweep Illinois today, but then uh, fell in the third game and then finished them off in the fourth set. Uh, and Nebraska improves oh. to an undefeated season. Was it 25-0, and 0, something like 25 that? 25-0. and 0. And by the way, if you get the opportunity, if you did not see the the play by Laney Choboy, um, it, it's a shorter rally. But Lexi Rodriguez makes another one of her unbelievable routine digs. Perfect pass to Bergen Riley. Uh, uh, Illinois answers. Fires back on an attack. Lexi has it go off her arm up into the crowd. Laney Choboy goes into the crowd. And Nebraska ultimately wins the point. One of just spectacular play. Holy holy crap. That makes a team more frustrated, I think, even than the block. The block is certainly frustrating to get blocked. But those saves that Lexi and Showboy make are just, they've got to be deflating for teams. Where you think you got it on the ground, but no, you don't. There's Lexi Rodriguez. Well, or there's been, Laney Showboy. If you've been playing in the Big Ten for a couple of years, you're used to it with Lexi. Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you know that your best attack, your best kill attempt is just going to be dug like it's nothing. Yeah, that's what she does. Uh, let's get to the Blitz. The big ten. So evidently, it is now Michigan versus everybody or Michigan versus the world and not Colorado versus the world or Texas or whatever head coach took offense to something that somebody said about him. Uh, in Michigan's case, though, it's all warranted what people are saying. Uh, all they're saying is, hey, you know what? You cheated. You got caught. You should be punished for it. And they're playing the victim. Uh, look at that. I'm so stunned. That's what they do. Yeah, there's proof they cheated. There's a paper trail, but whatever. Um they knock off Penn State, though. I mean, tip your cap to the players. They came out. They were angry. And and not only did they they knock off Penn State, I, I mean, it's a little um, big brother with the thumb in that one part right on the side of your neck by your back mm-hmm. that just makes you instantly start crying. That's like what Michigan did to Penn State. They, they never did, threw the ball in the second half. They threw the ball eight times. Mm-hmm. McCarthy was seven of eight for 60 yards in the yeah. game. They ran the ball 46 times for 227 yards. Yeah. Blake Corum looked like Blake Corum, 145 yards, two uh, scores in the win. Uh, Michigan's at Maryland next week. Penn State hosts Rutgers. And then Corum was the one in the the, the post game. And, you know, and he's like, man, it's everybody against Michigan. And it's like, r- r- dude. Stop it. Yeah. Co- Stop it. it. You you act like you did nothing wrong and yeah. everybody's yeah. like against you. Yeah. You I, cheated blatantly. I think I might dislike Michigan more than Iowa right now. Illinois over Indiana. Illinois improves to five and five. Indiana probably going to fire Tom Allen at the end of this season. They win it in overtime, 48 to 45. 
Indiana had uh, kicked the field goal to go ahead. And then John Paddock, uh, who threw for 507 yards and four TDs, the game winner to Isaiah Williams in overtime. He's replacing Luke Altmeyer for the second week in a row. He is the hero. Altmeyer out with a concussion. And Paddock is just, they're going to write books about him, movies. Uh, it is going to be amazing. And John Paddock will probably star in it all by himself. Uh, he was fantastic as Indiana will host Michigan State next week. Illinois goes on to Iowa. Yeah, and Paddock, I mean, he played at Ball State. It's not like he's, you know, a redshirt freshman or something. But I mean, he's a, a graduate transfer, but yeah. he hadn't played this year. Sh- uh, Shadur Sanders has the only better day so far this season. Uh, he was yeah. j- like at 514, but Paddock threw for 507 yeah. in the Big Ten. That's a I, big deal. Dad, it really is. Uh, <sighs> Iowa, speaking of teams we hate, they win 22 zip yesterday over Rutgers. Uh, the defense posted its first shutout since the end of last season. They held Rutgers to 127 total yards. Mm. Uh, they had their most productive game of the year, though, on offense. Uh, they scored 22. They had a 17, just about a 17 minute advantage. Yeah. In time of possession, 402 total yards. Uh, Deacon Hill. He was average. He was, was okay. Was he cloned? Like, And it's not really him. It's somebody that actually knows it how to throw a football. stand in. 20 of 31 for 223 and a score. Did have a pick. And then Iowa did grind out, as you would expect, yeah. 179 rushing yards. Three players had over 50. Uh, Iowa hosts Illinois next week. Rutgers is at Penn State. And I can't wait till we get done with the... Yeah. The blitz, and we start talking about how we rank them and the, the standings because right. they're just astonishing. They should me. have fired Brian Ferentz four weeks ago. They'd be much <laughs> exactly. better offensively. All they had to do is fire him, and now they're good offensively. Purdue over Minnesota, 49-30. to This thing was not close. Devin Mockaby had a day, but then so did Tyrone, Ty, Tyrone Tracy. They both ran for way over 100, and, uh, 100 yards, uh, 153 for Mockaby. And 150, or actually 22, I should say, for Tracy. Uh, Maccabee had one TD. Tracy had two TDs. Purdue's offense just went nuts in the game. 603 yards total. Hudson Card had a very nice day. 17 of 25 for 251 and three TDs. Minnesota's at Ohio State next week. They may not make a bowl game. They need one more. Um, But their last two, I think Wisconsin's their last one. And uh, uh, Purdue has Northwestern. But Minnesota's got a couple of tough games to end the season. Yeah, they're at Ohio State, and then they host Wisconsin. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Northwestern and Wisconsin, speaking of Wisco, where Nebraska will be next week. Ben Bryant played his first game for the Wildcats since late September and was 18 for 26 for 195 and two TDs, leading Northwestern to the upset 24-10 over a Tanner Mordecai-led Wisconsin team. Yeah, he was back. Everybody said he was out for the year. No, he was not. He was solid, though, 31 of 45 for 255. Didn't throw a pick. Didn't have a TD either. The Badgers' ground attack, though. Terrible. I, I think they had they were wearing dentures instead of their real fangs. I don't know what this the heck happened. This is not your mother's Wisconsin. No, 86 rushing yards. Uh, with the win, Northwestern snaps a 14-game losing streak in true road games next week. Northwestern hosts Purdue and Wisco hosts Nebraska. Yeah. And I, I'll tell you what, I don't know, man. It's it's going to be interesting up there next week. Well, Braylon, Braylon Allen actually did play. He had three carries for three yards, but he's obviously not himself. And 86 yards rushing for Wisconsin. Yeah. That's just got to be a misprint. We wondered at the start of the year if this thing was going to work out. So far, it has not. 
Wisconsin in the same boat right now as Nebraska. They need a win to get to a bowl game. So does Nebraska. Who wants it more next week? We'll find out. Um, Ohio State over Michigan State, no problem there. 38-0. Marvin Harrison Jr. proves he's the best player in college football. Seven ca- uh, catches for 149, two TDs. Okay, the best wide receiver, Mike. There you go. In college football. I think he's the best player. Jake Daniels. Uh, but who's going to be taken uh, further up in the draft? I, I would say Marvin Harrison, mostly because he has the last name Harrison to his name. Ohio State rushed for 177. Kyle McCord was pretty solid, 24 of 31, 335 for three TDs. Michigan State is at Indiana next week. Ohio State hosts Minnesota. So there you go. And we rank the teams as what we always do. <laughs> and we, we simplified it this week. Yeah. You're like, if you're looking for some complex, in-depth analysis on the ranking of the 14 teams that are currently in the Big Ten, you are not going to get it here. This is no. as simple as it gets. This is it. Ohio State, I have it number one. They're the number one team in the college football playoff. I've got Michigan number two and Penn State third. And then Iowa deserves it. They're playing good football. They're the fourth best team in my mind in this league. They've only lost two. And then everyone else is crap. No, that's not correct. It's not nice. Everyone else is not good. Uh, so everyone else, tied is tied. For fifth. everyone else is tied uh, for fifth. Because I, I just, I mean, there's not a good fifth team in this league. No. There really is not. No. Yeah, absolutely. Rutgers, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Minnesota, Maryland, Illinois, Northwestern, Purdue, Michigan State, Indiana, tied for fifth. Fourth for me, Iowa, same. Penn State, third. I have Michigan as the top team and Ohio State second. Um <clears throat> We'll see when uh, in a couple of weeks how that one plays out. Yeah. Um, is is Michigan still going to use this whole "we did nothing wrong" and it's us against the world because everybody else was cheating? We just got caught because uh, we were so blatantly egotistical the way we did it. I I don't know, but uh, it's going to be interesting. The only reason I don't pick <clears throat> Michigan number one right now is the strength of schedule. It's one of the I, five worst strengths of the schedules in college football. Now they they proved that they can beat a good team, uh, and they didn't even try much against Penn State. Again, Michigan threw only eight times in the game for 60 yards. They just said, here's what we're going to do. It reminds me of those, those old woodshed beatings that Nebraska used to put on like everyone yep. in college football. They would tell you what they're going to do and say, hey, can you stop it? I don't think you can. Yeah. Uh, in, and you can't. In the Big Ten, there are currently seven, half of the teams in the Big Ten have an overall record of five and five or six and four including Northwestern, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Illinois, and Minnesota, a five-way tie for second. All schools at 5-5 five and five overall and 3-4 and four in the conference. Yeah. The West, it's almost impossible. I, if, if Iowa had even an inkling of an offense, I would say maybe they would have a chance to win the Big Ten championship game. They're going to win the Big Ten West. Yeah. Um, and they've got a very good defense. And maybe that they'll be mad enough with Kirk being mad, and then his son Brian being mad that they'll put up a fight against either Ohio State or Michigan in the Big Ten championship game. Possible, they're, I suppose, they're a really but... good defense. They're a really good defense. They're just uh, very pathetic. I think Nebraska could beat that uh, that offense. I, I just don't think they're good. I, I don't think I, Iowa or Wisconsin is very good offensively, but uh, Iowa's so good defensively that you really have to be on your game to beat them offensively. All right, so there you go. Uh, Again, Ohio State first, Michigan second, Penn State third, and it really doesn't matter after that, even though five, I was fourth and then the yeah. rest are tied for last. Yeah, it's insane. The the What's the word I'm looking for? Not uh um 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 Oh, dang it. 
Hmm. The, well, the, the parody. Parody. Man. I was searching for a word that started with a C, and I don't know why. I was looking for the word parody. <laughs> yep, that's definitely uh, parody has uh, next it's year. It's insane. This is probably a good year for the Big Ten to be gone, the Big Ten West to be gone. Yeah, and then the funny thing is the Pac-12 is having, or was, was at one point having like the most yeah. spectacular season they've ever had. Yeah. Uh, not as much as they start beating up on each other, and some of the teams you could tell were a little bit uh, yeah, smoke and mirrors, but at the same time, you still got Washington undefeated. Uh, my fantasy team is getting destroyed, so we won't talk a lot about that. But the Vikings did win again. I think they have the best uh, stretch of games over the last six. They won Are five in a row. Me? The Vikings have the best stretch of games in the NFC. They beat uh, the Saints today 27-19 to with Joshua Dobbs, the starter at quarterback. Uh, the Colts over the Patriots 10-6. to That was a terrible game. Uh, Texans beat the Bengals. C.J. Stroud is maybe the best story in the NFL right now. Uh, the second pack pick in the NFL draft, and he is playing like a madman. Uh, so they beat the Bengals 30-27. Steelers beat the Packers. That's always good when the Packers lose, 23-16. to The Bucks over the Titans. You had the Browns beating the Ravens. Wow. 33-31. What a good game there. 49ers are back, 34-3 to over the Jaguars. You have uh, the Falcons falling to the Cardinals. You had the Chargers losing. Wow. Uh, this is a really good game. The Lions might be for real. 41-38 oh, no over that. the Chargers. Uh, and then, of course, you had uh, last Thursday night. That, that doesn't even matter. The Bears over the Panthers. Uh, Cowboys are up 42-10. Cowboys are really good uh, when they're not playing the Eagles. Uh, and that really killed me because I was going up against uh, both, both Prescott and uh, CeeDee Lamb. Uh, and they are lighting it up, both of them. My my fantasy team this year, I have had four guys that have are on season ending IR. One of them I picked up because somebody else was on season ending right. IR, and I'm just I'm like I don't even know who this guy is, but he looks like my best option, so I grab him. Yeah. But third play of the game that week, tears his ACL. How many got? How many quarterbacks have been lost for the year this year in the well, NFL? Well, and and here's it's the weird crazy thing. today. My my fantasy team, I'm, my quarterback is Sam Howell. Because I've got Mahomes. He's actually he's, very good. And he's he's on a bye week. I know. He's got 16 or 17 points right now. I'm like, holy crap. Sam Howell, um, I had him on my team for a while. I, I shouldn't have dropped him because he's been solid. Yeah, but but I, I'm i sitting here. Um, who is it? Uh, da, 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 Deontay Johnson is, is you know, I, to me, like one of my better receivers. Yeah, he he's, had, he's he, been injured. He, and had, he, he just got he back had, last he had, week. He had 1.7 points for me today. There's I, I should have gotten beat by 40 this week. And I'm currently up by 26 and projected points for the players that my opponent has playing tomorrow night is 24. So like I'm no. right now I'm projected to win in 51% versus 49 to my opponent. I know people are listening to us and saying, stop talking about your fantasy team. Nobody cares. But True. Um, if you, you know, if you have your fantasy score in your hand, you're going to talk about it. I've scored 105 points today. Problem is my opponent, 156. So uh, done this week. (laughs) Done, done, done. But I still am leading my league. I know nobody cares cares about my fantasy team, but that's why I tell you about it. Uh, We've got a lot to talk about this hour. I want to focus on hoops for the next 20 minutes or so. Eric Strickland, the Hall of Famer, has, of course, a great show on this particular station as well. 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. He's Mike Melby. I'm Tom Stevens. We're back with more after this. This is Sunday Rewind.
on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to Husker Rewind here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I'm Mike Melby. That's Tom Stevens. You can catch the Sarder Heyman live stream on Allo Channel 951 on YouTube, on Twitter, on Twitch, and on Facebook as well if you want to join the show. Sutter Heyman text line, Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. And right now on the Allo VIP line, VIP line brought to you by Allo Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. We have the co-host of On the Block with Strick and Austin, Mr. Eric Strickland. Stricky, how are you? What's going on, gentlemen? How are you? We're at, good. Uh, Tom and I are trying to get our uh, resumes put together to apply for offensive coordinator. Ouch. <laughs> Oh shoot! It's definitely uh, something that's uh, <laughs> that you have to ask the question these days of whether or not that is needed or if it's just uh, you know the tools that have been given to them. But I, I still think there's still creative ways in which things could get done and accomplished. And it's sad that uh, you know they just haven't been able to bank it at this point. Yeah, it has been super frustrating. Uh, what has not been frustrating? is that it looks like Nebraska has got a basketball team that you don't really question if they have enough depth, if they have enough talent. You just question whether or not they can get it put together to go on a run and do things that have never been done here before. Like, I'm genuinely optimistic about this team two games in. How about you? Um. Yeah, I, I would say the same. I, I like... Um... You know, I like their style. I like their style of play right now. Um, I'm impressed by uh, the newcomers and uh, their willingness to buy in. You can tell that they've got, the, the, the culture is uh, becoming established a little bit more. So, um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where you really have to look at it and just uh, uh, be reminded as to the fact that this team is definitely uh, grown in some ways. Uh, they've got a lot of depth. So there's a lot of ways that they can definitely come at you uh, if you're, depending on who the matchup is, I think that's the way you can look at it. Eric Strickland, the Hall of Famer, uh, of course, at Nebraska, and of course, nine years in the NBA as well, and your host of On the Block. I guess uh, the thing that excited me uh, on Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday or Thursday, when they played uh, Florida A&M, uh, they, they shoot 41%, didn't shoot it well, 18 turnovers, they missed 10 free throws, and they win by 27. Uh, I, I guess the biggest concern right now is point guard. Do you have, what's your biggest concern? Well, of course. Yeah, that that's definitely one. Um, you can tell this is definitely a no point guard style of offense. They're looking at Jamarcus uh, Lawrence and uh, trying to assess whether or not that's the case for him. One of the things that I've also said in the off season is whether or not this team is going to be able uh, to, well, just the conversations of, of that they've had maybe with uh, Casey and whether or not what his goal is, is his goal to play at the next level in the NBA or is his goal to uh, play overseas? What is, what is his actual goal? And so that would depend on whether or not he plays some point guard position or, or not as well. Well, and I would think that he's going to, if he wants to play in the NBA, he's going to have to have the ball in his hands more often than he has the last two years here at Nebraska. It's kind of my look at it because I, I get it. The guy can shoot, but he, at, at the beginning of his career, was a defensive liability. He's better now 
but he's not an NBA defender. If he can't handle the ball and run the point a little bit, I, I think he's going to be an overseas guy. But, you know, it, can Fred dial it up for him to be able to do that here? Well, that's why I think um, you, you've got to use him in multiple ways. One, um, a lot of what his strength is is being able to use screens, come off of screens, uh, set guys up back door. Just his, his consistent ability to cut and, and uh, uh, be a threat. So I think that one part of him needs to be used. But then there's times when you're going to need buckets and you're going to need, uh, now that you can see with Mass and even with Alec, their abilities to pass the ball is going to allow them to be able to have a nice uh, one-two pick-and-roll, pick-and-pop type of offense. So I think that's when you want to use him to be able to create space create those open looks and also get guys involved. They're not a great breakdown type of uh, team. So they're not going to just be able to do it off of the dribble and just break you down, but they are capable of doing so. And so that's why I would say that this team um, could use Casey in that manner when it's time to get buckets or to run something specific. Eric Strickland, the hall of famer and a host of on the block here on 93.7, the ticket, the ticket uh, Fred has mentioned it, that that Casey will open up the offense and more so than than just from a shooting standpoint. How do you see him uh, opening up the offense when he does come back? Well, yeah, that's yeah, just kind of what I've alluded to. Just just uh, his ability when he comes off screen. There's going to be a lot of slip opportunities, um, picking slips uh, in the in the transition where if there are no guard type of offense. Anybody that pushes the tempo, you're going to have opportunities to find him uh, in those situations as well. But then they're also going to have an opportunity to shoot the ball as far as uh, penetration, getting to the free throw line, and you just got to make them in those situations. So there's a lot of a lot of things that this team can do. Hey, I want to ask you a little bit, Stricky, about uh, Josiah Alec. Aside from the you know everything that he's called the junkyard dog, that I mean he's just he's a guy that is going to piss off the other team the way he plays because he's tenacious. Um, but I want to ask you about his shot. I see guys that have the high arching shot, um, and they don't seem to be overly successful a ton. Now I get it; it's a two game sample size. But Josiah's shot looks a lot more comfortable than most of the people that I see with that shot that has that much arch on it. What are, what's your feeling? on how he shoots the ball? Um, yeah, I'm not going to be too worried about that. I mean, I, I'm not saying that he's Dirk Nowitzki, but I've watched Dirk with a crazy, super high arching shot. Um, it, it can be good in a lot of ways, right? Uh, big man challenging to you. Uh, art always gives you a better chance to make the shot, whether or not um, most people believe that or not. But that is definitely the case. More art to your shot is going to give you more chance to make them. So, for me, I don't have a problem with that. I didn't know what to expect from Eli Rice. Uh, I, I thought there was a chance that they might, you know, redshirt him. They've obviously not decided that that's not the way they're going to go. How big of a contributor do you think he'll be this year? Um, I think all of them will. As you can see, you know, in the first game, one of the areas that he struggled at was he just didn't look aggressive. He didn't look like he, he was aggressive and he allowed the game to come to him. Uh, this team will have the opportunity to not have to play guys 30-plus minutes, so forth and so on. So that's the good thing about this squad. Um, 
so I like that. And um, um, then I look at the team on any given night, someone can be special. Now, like, for example, you saw Rake Mass, who was special. You saw that the scouting report was definitely looked into and how they dominated Florida A&M on the boards. They continued that, like 56 to, you know, doubled that number to like 30-something. So they attacked the glass. Rick Mass was a beneficiary, who I thought Alec was going to be. So that's the thing about it. You just don't know who is it going to be from night to night. And uh, until I think Casey comes back, then you'll pretty much see a consistency from him. But um, but pretty much everybody else on a given night, depending on matchups and who what they're trying to accomplish and what they're trying to do, they're going to throw a lot of different things at you. I want to ask you something, and it's it's a just a weird question, but um, do you think there's a shot that Casey Tomanaga takes down Pike's record for uh, points in a game this year? Um, I don't know. That's going to be a tough one. Because I mean, was we, it 50, we, 50 some? No, for, it's forty one or forty two. Okay, is that it? Yeah, okay. it's, I think it was forty two. Teddy All Buckets right. had forty one in one game before his attitude got himself kicked off Fred's team a couple of years yeah. ago. But uh, was I just, that a big? Wasn't that a big eight tournament game or something yeah, like that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it was against Oklahoma actually. Okay, um, but I just it's it's one of those scoring records. Like Pike was such a a. a you know, gosh, when Tom and I were a lot younger and we were sneaking into the games using a single press pass and sitting <laughs> in the, the student section um, and, and going to all the games back when you were playing Strick and, and through Pike's years and all that stuff, he was just a guy that, like, for him to have that scoring record was super cool for us because we were such big fans at the time. And it's one of those where I'm like, you know, Casey's such a fan favorite. I think it would be really cool if he did get it. And I just have a feeling one of these nights, he, he's going to go like nine for nine from three. And it's it's just going to. That's how it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, and, and you're <laughs> it just going to be one like... of those things. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, most of the scouting reports are going to be so focused on KSA that it could happen on a given night yeah. um, when it's needed. He has the capabilities of doing that. Whether that'll happen with this team is going to be, you know, who's to say. Yeah, because there's, there's so many style of play. I mean, what you had 15 assists in the second game and yeah. 18 in the first. That's I think that's the style of play that they're going to want. I, yeah. and, and only if a guy gets hot, you know, that that this could probably happen. But um, I, I would venture to say that you probably wouldn't want it to happen, <laughs> to be honest, because yeah, I think that this team will have more success without, you know, something like that. What didn't he have uh, in the Olympic, the FIBA stuff uh, have like 16 points and five minutes or something like that for the Japanese team. I mean, he came in it, it and was made crazy. four threes ridiculously fast. I, I, I do think you're right with the, the scouting reports. The teams will close out on him. But I think the benefit of that is he's going to get a lot of driving opportunities uh, with the pump fake. And I think got players around him are going to share in the assists from Kese. I think if he's looking to go to the NBA, the assists have got to come up because he is oh. such a focus this year. Uh, are you on the call uh, tomorrow night against Ryder? No, Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday, Stony Brook. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Stony Brook. Good stuff. Uh, I yep. love you, you're good at it. Uh, like hearing you. Oh wow, man! I appreciate that. Yeah, it's absolutely. always great feedback. I, I really do. Just try to have fun with it and, and enjoy it. It's pretty cool, man. I really do like it. Yeah, it, 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 you're good at it. Uh, I appreciate you doing it. Thanks, Strick, and we'll listen to you on the block. All right, sounds good, man. You guys have a wonderful day. There you go. All right, thanks. Uh, we'll have him back many times during the season. Of course, uh, he's going to be on the Stony Brook call on Wednesday. The writer tomorrow night. 
Yep. And that's then, actually on, on the Big Ten Network, then. That's Big Ten Plus again. Oh, okay. For uh, Stony Brook. I, just, I actually thought it was on Big Ten Plus as well until I glanced down when he said, no, it won't be till Wednesday. And I'm like, but, oh, never mind. It's on, it's on the there Big you Ten go. Network. And then Oregon State on Saturday. So, yeah, that's, uh, and, that's and a busy week. That's on Peacock. And I know you watched the game with the Peacock streaming service. You didn't like it. I did as well. I'm, I'm going to critique announcers a lot harder than a lot of other people are because I was one uh, for a long time. I've, I've, I've been an announcer at a sporting event in excess of a thousand times in my life. Sure. And I know what I like to hear. I know what I try to sound like. And I know when I hear guys that are phoning it in. And the two idiots that were on the call for Nebraska and Maryland <laughs> idiots. phoned it in. It's like they read the headlines of like the four most read stories about Nebraska leading up to game week or leading up to game day. And then they read the four most read stories, just the headlines, not the entire story about Maryland coming into the game. And that's the only thing they could talk about. They had no in-depth anything. They called Marcus Satterfield, the Maryland offensive coordinator, at least three times. Talia Tonga Viola, I get it. It's a tongue twister, but his name is not Toliva Tuliga Viola. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, they, they mispronounced. Well, maybe he changed it. Did he change they, it before the game? They mispronounced his name at nauseum. They mispronounced. They they were calling wrong guys, wrong numbers, wrong team, wrong everything. Maybe they were drunk. It was one of the least prepared announcing duos I've ever seen that, that were calling a major sporting event. Jim Rose had, uh, back when he was doing, he was like a, a anchor, a sports anchor on 10-11 back in the day. And he said he was told by his bosses, if you're going to mispronounce a name, mispronounce it the same way every time. Yeah. That's one of the keys. Yeah, it, and it's, it's a good thing. And then flip side, my from two minutes into the second half until uh, the end of the game, uh, my video... If it was not in the in the audio as well, then the video was fine. But the audio was thirty to thirty five seconds behind the video. Yep, it was horrible. I was happy that Heidi downloaded it before the games that I didn't have to go looking for it, and it was already downloaded. But I really don't listen to the announcers very closely anyway. I have the volume fairly low, and I'm just watching the plays. See, and I just like I like listening to announcers as well, especially good ones. Yeah, because flip side is I always like to steal stuff. You know, I mean, if you can, somebody uses something. Sure. The broadcast overall, the quality when it wasn't messed up, I thought was a great picture quality. But the the whole thing, I it was horrible. I mean, I feel like if I actually paid. I, that's an F minus. They're not going to get mm. expelled like Nebraska's passing game, but that's uh, an F minus. Right. Uh, Tanya is ready to go. Nice. Uh, we'll picks talk to Tanya. Density. I, uh, her picks of density. As she didn't have a good week this week, uh, but we'll talk a little volleyball as well with oh, Tanya, yeah. and then we'll go into our picks of density. But she's ready to go. Oh, one of the great middle blockers in Nebraska volleyball history, coach of Nebraska one as well, and she talks volleyball on a weekly basis with us. And she'll do it next on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. This is Sunday Rewind on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to Husker Rewind here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. For those watching online, it is the Sarder Heyman stream. We are live on Twitter, on Twitch, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Channel 951 with Aloe. Aloe is also the sponsor of our VIP line. It is brought to you by Aloe Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart and someone else who knows about heart, because that's what it takes to play 
volleyball at Nebraska at a very high level is Tanya Taki, one of the best middle blockers in the history of the program. She joins us now on that LOVIP line. Tanya, my first question is, after watching Penn State in person last weekend, did you expect the upset over Wisconsin? You know, I kind of had it picked as something that could happen. Um, at the time, I didn't know that Schmreck was out, but I was at my sister's house in Walcott, Iowa, and we I said, we're taking shots for every game Penn State wins tonight. <laughs> and it might be one, it might be zero, it might be three. We'll see. And I'm thinking it was just, more than one. It was it. Yeah, we yeah. Well, it we have three. three. They won. Three. Yeah, that's that right. amazing. Uh, that's that's good. Uh, yeah, Penn State is really talented. Uh, Nebraska and Wisconsin are the two best teams in the league. But uh, with Schreck out, as you mentioned, that gives them a shot. How do you feel about? I know Nebraska's got a fairly easy week, and then Wisconsin the week after. How do you feel about that matchup late in the season? For the Wisconsin yep, game? Yep. Well, I mean, I think it's going to matter if we're full strength at Wisconsin. Um, I know that not having been a little bit of a grind for the team. Um, so just trying to, you know, not having any other options than Allie really to come in and make a difference. But, I mean, pending what's happening with players, I would say, you know, it's going to be pretty tough for us to to win there. Um, but, you know, I feel like the Huskers struggle the most with teams that aren't as good at this point. Like, we need to play Wisconsin because we get up for them. And, yeah. you know, Illinois, Northwestern, you know, we kind of just hang out and play volleyball. I don't know. I'm ready for the the, the lights to be <laughs> on gonna, and the, them to shine brighter. That's going to be amazing Black Friday. Uh, oh, Nebraska plays is Iowa earlier that day and then – uh, that night, you've got Wisconsin versus Nebraska. So that's going to be a fun, fun day. Um, yeah. should, should we get to our picks? I want to ask a couple other questions. First of okay. all, I want to ask know about your trip questions. to uh, Penn State. How, how did that go? I know you'd never been there before. Yeah. I, and they um, they know how to intimidate a crowd, uh, like the crowd to be intimidating to the players. They were just really personal. Um, they just did things that there's no way Nebraska would ever do. Um, they did the introductions, you know, they did the national anthem, and then the big strings go to this clip of Lexi Rodriguez with at the Big Ten Media Days, basically saying that Penn State is the hardest place to play. The whole crowd goes crazy, and then like four, three, so blows. We serve into the net, and you would have thought they won the match. They just <laughs> they go for the intimidation factor, and that's just. That's just not something Nebraska would ever, ever, ever do is show a video of the opposing team saying that Nebraska's got the best fans or I don't even know, like, or any kind of intimidation when it comes to the other team. Like, it's just, that's just not something that we do at all. And Penn State does that really well, loud, and really close. Do we lose her? Are you there? No, I'm here. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, you're cutting out a little bit. Yeah, well, it was a whiteout that night too, wasn't it? Wasn't it a whiteout for that game? Yes, it was a whiteout. Yeah, they do that for football, and they're. I've I've heard Nebraska fans that have attended Penn State football games, uh, Nebraska versus Penn State, say that they're the meanest fans in the history of mankind. I mean, I think they get a lot of fans from Philadelphia. They booed Santa Claus, right? Philadelphia. I don't know, man. The Eagle fans. I mean, they, they get a lot of Eagle fans, I think, visit Happy Happy Valley. I'll, I'll give them that, but if, if, as far as meanest fans, <laughs> I'll tell you right now, uh, in the USHL and the world of hockey, Cedar Rapids and Waterloo have got the most 
unsportsmanlike, nasty really? fans. I actually, it, there were it, more than six times, I think it was six or seven times, I actually had to have an armed police officer stand by me to call Seriously. games at, at Cedar Rapids and at Waterloo. Yeah. Well, Colorado fans are legendary. I mean, yeah. for porn, porn was the year that they, uh, the, the student sections. The, yeah, that, that, and they poured the beer on all the students that, the students poured beer on all the Nebraska fans. Yeah. And they, got, they all got kicked out. I remember that year. Uh, refused to lose, I believe. Well, Tanya, did you have any bad experiences in the in the crowd, or what, yeah. were they all pretty cordial? Did not. I, I mean, there was just one older lady who didn't like the fact that our entire section was standing, and I just happened, <laughs> and I happened to be six, you know, three and pretty wide. So yeah. she was just yelling at me, and I told my mother in law, I was like, we did not get go all the way here to sit down and look at people's butts. So you are standing and I have your back, but it was like one crabby lady. Like you get a crabby lady at a, you know, in an airplane and you get a crabby lady, you know, like those kind of things happen. So that wasn't, but like overall, everybody in the bookstore, everybody in the, you know, the coffee shops and the breakfast places and everywhere we went, everybody was just like, Oh, you guys in town for the game? Because you know, I'm wearing a beet red Husker windbreaker and a red Husker hat, volleyball hat. So, like, you can't, and everybody else is in, you know, Penn State, Navy, blew out with a sore thumb, and nobody was rude or mean or anything. And this lady would have yelled if we were Husker fans or Penn State fans at that point. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Uh, we got to get to our picks yep. of density. Yeah, I don't think I did it's very well because I think I would have lost Nebraska to win. Yeah. Wait, it says density on here. I'm your density. Oh. Oh, I get it, because your picks carry a lot of weight, right? That's some heavy shit, man. All right, let's roll with it. <clears throat> the Picks of Density. Now, Tanya had a, a tough week this past week. I didn't have a very good one either, but Mike was 8-0. and oh. Yeah, I had a good week. Oh, it was wow. weird. Uh, Tanya, you went 2-6 and six picking all the volleyball schools, and Tom went 3-5. and five. Overall on the season, Tom is 16-15-1. and one. Tanya, you are 12, 11, and 1. We didn't have you jump in until we'd been at, at it for a week. And uh, with the the unbelievable week I had, it makes up for the rest of the time that I've sucked. I'm it's now a 17, long season, 14, baby. One, so. It's a long, well, it's not a long, well, two more weeks anyway. Yeah, for sure. For football, and then we'll settle yeah. some bets. Yep. Uh, first one we're going to do is Georgia at Tennessee. Georgia favored by 10. Uh, Georgia coming off the win over Ole Miss, and Tennessee struggled with Missouri. Missouri killed them. Uh, 36-7. What do you think, Tanya? Both teams are doing really well. I, I keep seeing them pop up. I'm going to have to go with Tennessee. Tennessee. I'm going to take uh, Georgia and lay the 10. I'll take Georgia. I am as well. Michigan at Maryland. Michigan favored by 21. Uh, Michigan, of course, coming off a big win over Penn State. And Maryland... Uh, beat Nebraska. 21 points is a lot, but I'm going to say Michigan covers that. I'm going to take Michigan. Tanya, what do you think? In Maryland doesn't been doing very well, so I'm a, I don't know that Michigan has either. That one's kind of a toss-up, but I'll just go with Michigan. How do, how's their setter, uh, the Michigan setter? I mean, I can't picture, I can't even think of who she is. <laughs> there you go. But yes, whoever has the better setter usually wins. <laughs> All right. Uh, Utah, Arizona, Mike. Yeah, Utah at Arizona. Arizona is a point-and-a-half favorite. Uh, Arizona just beat Colorado. Colorado may not make a bowl game. I don't think they're going to. And uh, Utah, I don't remember who they play. They lost as well. I thought it was 16-13. They lost. Uh, Uh, I like like Utah to win that game. Tanya? 
I'm picking Utah. All righty, Utah across the board. Right. Next game up, Illinois at Iowa. Iowa is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Illinois wins in overtime over Indiana. Iowa, of course, a 22-0 win over Rutgers. I'm taking Iowa. Tanya? Iowa hasn't won a single match, so I'm not picking Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, so Tanya and I are on that one. I'm actually going to uh, take the points, and I will take Illinois as well. So Tanya and I have got Illinois time. You've got Iowa. Kansas State at Kansas. And uh, K-State... Eesh. Favored by seven and a half. Kansas State just destroyed Baylor, and uh, KU lost to Texas Tech. I like K State a lot. Seven and a half is a lot of points. I think KU at home will cover, but not win. So I'll go with KU. Tanya, I mean Fiona Nepo is the assistant coach at at Kansas State, and they just beat Texas in a sweep. So, but they lost to Kansas, so I'm gonna have to. I'm just gonna say Kansas State is gonna win. All right. All righty. I'm taking K-State as well and uh, and giving the points. Next game, Purdue at Northwestern. Northwestern favored by a point and a half. Uh, Purdue destroyed Minnesota, and Northwestern beat Wisconsin. Northwestern, you said a point and a half favorite. <laughs> point and a half at home. I'm, I'm gonna say, they play pretty well at home. I'm going to take Northwestern. Tanya? Purdue. Thought that was coming. So we got uh, Tanya with Purdue. I'm taking Northwestern in that one as well. Michigan yeah. State at Indiana. Indiana... Who would have thought that as horrible as they are, Indiana was going to be a favorite over somebody, but they are four and a half points for Michigan State. Michigan State just got destroyed by Ohio State. Of course, uh, their only win lately is against Nebraska. Indiana uh, with an overtime loss to Illinois. I'm going to take Indiana and the points, four and a half. Yeah. Tanya? What was it again? Indiana is actually favored by four and a half points. I'm going to take Indiana and the points. Michigan State at Indiana. I'm going to take Michigan State. Nice. All right. And the last one, Nebraska at Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. (laughs) Uh, I I think Nebraska wins in a dogfight, 17-16. Then Nebraska would cover. Yeah. So, yep. Tanya, I have to make an assumption here, but you can verify. I know. You're taking Nebraska. I just think Wisconsin's going to get us there. They're just revenge. It, and it does it doesn't we don't have to have it to win anymore because Penn State won. I feel like Wisconsin's going to catch us on that one again. Tanya's talking to talking about volleyball. volleyball. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Okay, and the thing is, I'm actually taking Wisco and giving the points as well. I, right. think, I think Wisco wins by ten. Tanya, do you have a get off my lawn? I love the Travis Kelsey uh, one a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah, that was perfect. That was um, really good. Get off my lawn. You know, the theme like, of get you off go my first. For me, every week lately, it's Ben Harbaugh. Of course, he was suspended early in the season, suspended again uh, late in the season for two different reasons. And he's always complaining about somebody else, just com- complaining about Michigan. He said, they're just complaining about us because we're good. So Harbaugh can get off my lawn every single week. And I don't have the sounder. Well, well I, I was going to say, not only Harbaugh, I'm, I'm Michigan as a whole, their AD, their fan base, and their team playing the victim card. Like they're, they're, It's like, well, everybody else was doing it, but you're just coming after. No, no, no. All they're doing is whining and crying, right. and it's, it's us against the world, blah, yep. blah, blah. No, they can all get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. How about you, Tanya? Anything? I mean, the only thing I can think of is just I have a hard time with the Christmas music starting so soon. So can we just oh, take you. that off my lawn and just... <laughs> 
can we just give it like maybe December first or I don't know maybe Thanksgiving Day is. That- no. You're, Man, are you a Christmas thing, fan? Christmas stuff is a little much for me. It's just too early for you. I get it. It's a little too early. It's it's it was. I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt today outside, and people have their Christmas stuff up, and I'm just like, yeah. yep. It's not even winter. Yeah, it's uh, it's a marketing ploy, but that's okay. Uh, I know. We we so love you having you. We'll have you again next week. Sounds great. All right. Thanks, Tanya. Thanks, Tanya. Ah, good. Another good show. Oh, I yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, uh, it's always fun having Tanya. Yeah, she. Uh, I think she's going to do better this week on uh, Picks of Density. Um, yeah. Do you have I, a problem I, with Christmas starting too early? Oh, yeah. I'm not a Christmas fan, and I just, it's not my holiday. I like Never it. Never has been. I don't. I, I like don't it, like it at all. My my rule is, you know, start it after Thanksgiving. I understand why the stores do it, uh, because it's a marketing thing. But I just wish, you know, let Thanksgiving happen. It, it was right, the, like the day after Halloween. Boom, it's on. I'm like, you know what? When Boxing Day happens, then go ahead and start Christmas. But, oh, it's already passed, so you can't. That's kind of... I'm just not a Christmas guy at all. Uh, I like the food. Uh, I'm not uh, a good Christmas buyer. So don't expect a great gift from me, Mike. Gift card. Yeah. Well, there you that's, go. That's my best gift I give to anybody because it's about all I do. Okay. Well, so. that's what I'll get you then. All right. Uh, we're going to leave, and then we'll be back next week after Nebraska win over Wisconsin. Are you predicting to win? No. Uh, no. Wisconsin by 10. Uh, that's too bad.